Hey, my friends, today is the last day to join us in Fueled by Faith. It's an eight-week mentorship program that I'm running starting this week, and I don't want you to miss this. If you really want to deepen your faith, take an intensive Bible study with a group of like-minded women that just want more, more abundance in their life, more fulfillment, really just know where your identity is in God so you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and have that faith as your foundation for everything in your life, we are going to deep dive into an amazing eight-week journey together. I am so excited for this. I can't wait to pour into you and just take you on the ride. Your life will be so enhanced, so fulfilled, and I hope to meet you inside. Fueled by Faith is an eight-week mentorship program. Again, starting this week. Actually, it's starting tomorrow. So if you want a special discount code, please send me a DM on social. You'll have to DM me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Say, I want that code and I will get you half off. Yes, I said that, half off. So the link is in the show notes. You can look at the program and I hope to really meet you there. God bless. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Addicted to the Climb. I'm super excited because as we are still in the new year, in the beginning of the new year, I have a great guest on today, my new friend that is going to give us some really good health tips and tricks and maybe motivate us to want to climb higher in our health because, you know, let's face it, it's the beginning of the new year still you made resolutions. I'm not sure if you're still on those resolutions or if they're sliding by the wayside. Hopefully not. Hopefully they're at the forefront of your mind. But we're going to talk about health, getting healthy, and how we can just have more abundance in our life. So I'm introducing you today to my friend, Gina Oldham. She is a wife, mother, in host of the Abundance Formula podcast. She's a practitioner, personal trainer, business owner, speaker, and life coach. She spent the last 15 years cultivating in people the belief and ability to accomplish more than they thought they could. And her influence and network have made her proficient in helping people transform their lives into ones that are intentional, fulfilling, and impactful. 
Coaching ordinary people with extraordinary dreams is her passion and her mission is to help people recognize their potential, step into their calling, and effectively live out their purpose. Isn't that what we all want in life, you guys? I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Gina. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, I always say life is a climb. The show is called Addicted to the Climb because we are either on a climb right now, we are either coming off a climb or we're facing a climb. Where are you right now in your life? So I would say right now, which is like a perfect question for this, because like in doing my kind of year in assessment, um, I feel like I've found the area I wanted to be in, in multiple facets of my life. As far as abundance goes, I, I, um, I have a family, my husband and I previous years had struggled with fertility. So in that time period, I said, we really wanted family. That was the climb at the time. And so that was a struggle. So this year though, so now we've got a, two beautiful girls and all of that's wonderful, beautiful. I have family in town that are where our relationships are all good. That was a past climb years ago as well. So, but then this year I was like, okay, so all these other places in my life, my mindset, all those, my physical fitness, I'm back in shape, postpartum, all that's in place the area I really wanted to take to the next level is, um, financial abundance in that, I, cause I feel personally called to not just have enough to take care of myself and my family and the basics and just, you know, a little bit of savings or whatever, you know, like I feel called to and desire to have so much more so that I can just help so many more people. Like I was always envious as a kid. Like I wanted to be an actress, but not because I wanted to be famous, but I envied that they had the capacity to that. If a hurricane hit, they can send $50,000 and like help all these people. Or I had friends who, you know, had cancer and their insurance wasn't good enough. So they like, they could live if they could get this one treatment. And so then people are just trying to build this GoFundMe. And I would be like, if I heard about that, I wish I could just drop whatever they needed and get their treatment. I like, I feel called to do that. And so this year is where I want to step into that next level of, of that next breakthrough, breaking through the next glass ceiling to really perpetuate so much more that it can go way beyond our family and spill into so many others. Wow, that is beautiful. I mean, I couldn't agree more. That is so much in alignment with my own thinking for 2023 and just really sitting on that all last year and how I can make truly an impact in people's lives, whether it's monetary or not, whatever God has for me, I'm ready and willing and and I'm going to go for it. But I love that you said those examples because just being able to send money to people in need or just help them. And it's such a blessing to give to others. And so I'll be praying for you on that journey. Yeah. And yeah. I just, you know, it is, it's, it's a climb that we're on and letting God lead the way is that's, that's the best part of it. Don't you agree? Is seeing where he takes oh, us. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like, you know, when you're at the precipice of the big breakthrough is when that climb gets the steepest and the most adversity seems to be in place. And so, you know, like for us back in 2020, I was fortunate enough that my practitioner job stayed open. 
but um, my husband's job, he was laid off for COVID. And so that was a big financial hit. Cause I was still just doing part-time practitioner. We had new babies and all of that. And it was very sudden. And on top of that, he, um, has openly struggled with a lot of mental health issues. And so that on top of other, like actually having clinical PTSD, anxiety, and all, you know, suicidal thoughts the previous year before that, or actually it was during that year, we were working through him having all these suicidal thought thoughts calling me. I mean, it was a real struggle period on top of now this job loss. And so there was a lot of financial hit, frankly, of the past couple of years. And so your brain wants to think, you know, which I personally feel like this is the devil's planting these seeds to keep you from the breakthrough. Like I felt called to this extra abundance, yet all this new stuff was happening to make me be like, to, to have to struggle just to have what we needed. And so then my brain has to shift to say, sometimes you feel like, you know, if you're going to have influence, you have to do all this, you know, external stuff and have to have all this stuff or, or why am I in this environment? So I can go create the influence God wants me to have. But then I heard this really great sermon that hit me that was saying how sometimes you're praying to get out of your circumstance because you're like, I, I, I could hit my breakthrough if I could get out of this circumstance. But sometimes you're in the environment to influence change in the environment. Like mm -hmm. that's the specific thing. You don't need to get out of the environment to create influence. You're meant to influence the environment. And so then that hit me to say, oh, wow, like if I really am, which I believe I'm called to this extraordinary financial abundance, this is why I'm having to go through this type of experience besides doing all the right things, you know, following all the rules, doing all the right stuff, all the right action steps, because I meant to figure out how to solve these kinds of big problems. So that when I come out the other end, I can have so much empathy for the people who know what it's like to have to make up on the mortgage or have to, you know, figure out how to pay for a psychiatrist to get through like all these other things going on. Like that's something that now I feel, and, and already in that mindset shift, financial abundance has started to snap through when I'm like, okay, instead of me being like, I need to get out of this so I can create financial abundance. It's like, I'm in this so I can create financial abundance, which exactly. has been a really cool breakthrough. Yes. I love that because I was actually just talking to someone about this and how our um, blessings come from the messiness and our burdens. Most of the time, mm -hmm. the burdens we carry, the things we're going through, sometimes we can't see the road ahead, but just stay focus, stay, keep going one step after another. The blessings are always on the other side and you can be a blessing in that mess. Like you just said to someone else while you're going through it, that's powerful. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. But I want to, I want to talk to you about your story of how did you get to where you are today? Were you always ready to be an entrepreneur? Did you have that in your heart as a child? Did you grow up that way? And how, where did abundance come from? That word that you placed into your business. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So growing up, I, I grew up having two super driven parents, which was really great. My dad started his own business. He worked you know, for other people for a while. Then he started his own business when I was little. My mom was um, and is a registered nurse. And so I always grew up having really driven parents and whatever activity they were doing, they're really athletic. So they were driven in athletics and in music and, you know, anything we did, it was to be extraordinary, not to be normal, which was great. So I grew up with that mindset always in mind, the community I grew up in though, 
uh, was a very religious community, which was which was great and conservative. And especially back then, it's I think it's grown a lot more now in the sense of um, being more open minded. So there was kind of as far as career wise, certain things that were like considered successful or within like realm of possible for you, um, a real job, if you will, you know, and so as in that phase of trying to figure out what I really wanted to do with life, something I always knew I was gifted at and kept being told by people I was gifted at is helping people, you know, being like the tough love, but also the loving love, being able to help push people past what they thought was possible to believe, like giving true belief in someone that they can do this thing that they thought was impossible, like that kind of stuff. And so I was naturally drawn to that just concept. I want to just like, I would love for a living to help people learn to believe in themselves and to do extraordinary things. Well then, but that's not a real thing. That's not a real job, which especially back then when Instagram wasn't around, like that definitely was not a real job. That's not a typical brick and mortar. You, why would you think from being in a small Southern town that you're going to go be some motivational speaker and that people are going to care what you have to say? You need to go be this doctor first and do that for 20 years. Then people will care what you have to say. And then there was also this timeline that was also kind of like considered and you need to go to school and do these different things. And then after you've done all this stuff, then people will care. The Tony Robbins or the Oprah, those are like the outliers. Those aren't like, it, it wasn't something taught that like, why not you? It was taught why you, not why not you. So that was always a battle I had to work through growing up. These things I was naturally drawn to, which are things I'm doing now, I kind of tried to figure out how they would fit into what was considered important and worthy then. So that pushed me and, you know, kind of cattle herded me to medicine, which I loved medicine. And I do love what I do as a practitioner. I, I, build and design orthotic and prosthetic limbs. I absolutely love working with the athletes. I went to school, uh, graduate school in California. So I got to work with the challenge athletes foundations, work with gold medal Paralympics, uh, people like, so I've, I've loved that work, but what was cool about that, the, the, the journey part is in getting to that profession. And I, and I did personal train. I was a trainer since 2008 and I started my own studio, I think in like 2010 and I did that all through undergrad. And then when I went to graduate school, I still did that, but didn't have as much time to train in person. So I created online training. So I kept that going on the side because I loved, again, the common theme was this gift of like pushing people to do things they didn't mm -hmm. think they could do and doing this mindset worked and helping people create breakthroughs uh, personally, like on a personal development level. I didn't realize that's what it was then. But so I did that through grad school, loved grad school, loved profession, did residency, all that stuff. And I still do that part-time today because I do love it. And I gain so much of the lessons and the stories that I share in speaking now and stuff from these people that I meet. Um, but as I was still working as a practitioner, I finished all my boards and the residents, all that stuff. And it was like, okay, now I'm just working. And so I would do that. And I'd come home and it's like, well, that I did obviously impact tons of lives today, but like, I feel like there's more. I feel like it's supposed to go outside this box. That's the building that I work in and outside of even the people that I come in contact around. How can I reach more people with this gift? I still feel that's untapped into besides when I'm in that building. And so then God just, you know, I woke up one day and I just felt this soul hit of you need to make a podcast. I had no background in podcast. Like mm -hmm. I'm not a techie person. I'm like, well, how do you do that? And why should I do that? I'm not the person to do that. My brother should be the one to do that. He's the tech guy that just figures stuff out, you know, and has all the computers and whatever. But I felt called, you got to create this podcast. And I just, I was told it's supposed to be the abundance formula. And I thought, okay, well, it made sense to me because I've been blessed to be around a lot of very successful entrepreneurs through my dad and through my work and through 
just the people that we hung around, you know, the, the commonality, one of the commonalities of successful people is they surround themselves with other successful people, people who don't want to live extraordinary. Don't typically like hanging around people who want to be extraordinary. They feel like you're too much. You're, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then those people go find people that to be around them, like everyone's more competitive and like, Hey, let's do this. Hey, did you go do your thing? Did I, you know, so I, I was blessed to be around and with a lot of very successful people. And so I thought, Oh, wow, the abundance story will make sense because I really wanted to help people. Like I felt growing up, like you're just normal, but like you can be abnormal, be abnormal, be extraordinary. And that you can, because people think they can. And so I wanted people to see the commonalities of all these successful people as they were normal people that made extraordinary decisions and had extraordinary belief in themselves and took extraordinary effort when things sucked and when things were hard and they went through extraordinary resistance. Like the people who are at the top oftentimes have been through more than other people have. And so I thought if people could just know this, they could maybe then find in themselves and tap into their next level because they've heard someone else's story and had access to being a fly on the wall. So then I was like, okay, this makes sense. It's a formula. It's implementable to everyone to get the same global results. People just need to know about it. So I set off on that mission to create that podcast in 2018. And I did, it was very successful. I've had on celebrities, billionaires, multi, multi deca millionaires, you know, and I have on average ordinary people too, who have abundance mindsets beyond some of the people, like some of the most popular episodes I have, have been normal people who have experienced so much trauma and difficulty in their lives. That's unimaginable, but they are happier than most people. And that's stuff I want people to see and to feel through the podcast. So they know all of it's possible for them. What do you want? And now apply the way these people think and do and live their life to yours and you'll have it too. So the podcast just, God told me it should be abundance and abundance makes sense because that is the word I didn't realize back then was what I would tap into to do extraordinary things, no matter what my environment was doing. And cause I didn't grow up again, being in a conservative religious community, people didn't want you to go, uh, strive to be number one. That was bad. They didn't want you to go strive to like do more than other people and shine out potentially brighter and all this, this stuff. Like, so, uh, I had to have that in my own head and, and apply that anyways, despite what was considered accepted. Um, so that's where abundance came from. And that ultimately has led to it being an annual event. It's led to, you know, speaking engagements such as Belize this month that I go to uh, teaching on and creating influence and impact and finding your gifts and that you can have this extraordinary abundant life too. We were meant, God meant us, as he said, to have abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. Mm -hmm. We just have to stop putting limits on a limitless God. And we have to stop putting limits on ourselves because he put that in us. Oh my gosh. Amen. This was like a sermon. I love this. I'm going to go back and listen because listen, this is exactly what I preach. It's like, we are the only ones that stop ourselves. We put the limits on ourselves, yet we, we don't see that. We wonder and sit in that feeling of why am I stuck? Why does she have more? Why am I just feeling unmotivated? It, you know, it's all about what you said. It's overcoming resistance, taking on a new mindset. You actually have to put the work in. These extraordinary people you're talking about that are uber successful, they're no different than me and you. They're no different. God didn't make favorites. 
He didn't create mm-hmm. favorites. He created man, woman, you, me, all of us with the same gifts inside us. And those gifts, if we draw them out, can lead you to your abundance, abundant living. And if you want it that bad, then you have to step out of your comfort zone and do the things that are hard. Take the next step that's hard and challenging like these other people are doing. So I love that you're bringing these stories to life and letting regular people just know that it's available. I can be and I can be my greatest self while I'm living here healthy on this earth if I just take the step. And God will open doors if you lean into him. I mean, God, we can make this a sermon right now. <laughs> just I know. We can go to church right now and talk. And, yeah. But it's so true. It's stepping out in faith, big, big faith, praying big, bold prayers, because I am all about letting God lead and allow, you know, it, there's just so much to life. And if we stay stuck in the mundane, we're going to be in the same place that we were two months ago, 2022, last 2022. So it's up to you. If you want to live this abundant life that Gina's talking about, then you have to step out, overcome those obstacles in, in whatever way you can and know that it's there for you. So I love everything you're doing and God bless you because you're bringing so much to the surface. And I just love that word abundance because it is, it's when you think about that, I want to live an abundant life. What does that mean to you? And what does it actually mean to you, Gina, though, in your own life? Like the word abundance, when you think about that, what is your own definition of living an abundant life? Mm-hmm. To me, living an abundant life is like truly each day feeling fulfilled in the life that I've brought to the table that day and knowing that I didn't leave anything else on the table. Like there's nothing that feels worse than like knowing you were meant for for more and you didn't show up for it. Um, So I want to, whether that be in your relationships, your, you know, your family, your career or your impact, or, you know, your own self-love, whatever, whatever areas of life there are. And I feel like there are, there are multiples, you know, for each person, it may be a little different, but to me, like, I want to wake up feeling fulfilled that I, gave my all for this life. And I tried to make the biggest impact and difference I could and for my, for myself and for other people. And that I truly showed up to the level of what I was called to do. Like, that's something that like really is like a pet peeve for me. If I wake up and I finish a day and I know that I didn't show up to my true level of calling, because I know I'm called for more. And so I feel abundant when I can know I'm showing up for the level of my calling in the good times and especially in the bad times. And that's where to me, there's a separation between people I'll choose to have on the podcast who are very successful, but I don't perceive them to be abundant because there's a perception shift there um, in times of uh, difficulty to be able to f- say, I'm living an abundant life. All this is really terrible. There's lessons here and there's purpose to this pain. That's meant to be a testimony to, to change and save some other people. If I can save some other people through this thing I'm having to go through, then, then I'm going to use it for something. And that's a perception shift of abundant people mm-hmm. or to just the level of, you know, when God gives you influence or success, there's power that comes with that. And it's interesting that I've heard people who are very successful, And they talk about their success as, Hey, you could have power. Like that's literally been said Mm -hmm. to 
my husband before, Hey, we've got you this job. And with this job, you could have power. And I loved his response. It's like, I don't desire power. I desire impact, you know? And, and again, and so it's just so interesting the the thought processes to me behind. So, and that specific person speaking to him that owns all of these, you know, the super successful business is so unhappy and is such a horrible person to be around. And it's like, wow, you know, you yeah. can have all the things. And if you're empty inside, it, it, that's not riches. Yeah. And so uh, the abundance to me is just that feeling of fulfillment. And then I've showed up for the level of what I feel called mm. to be and do here in this life. Yes. And in, in, I can feel it through this Zoom meeting. I can see you and I can feel that you lead with your heart. And that's the difference. There is such a big difference between success and abundance and fulfillment. They are very different. They're they're not even on the same playing field to me. But I feel like you said is waking up every day to me, living an abundant life is having the most joy, not happiness, because happiness is a feeling that comes and goes, but having joy in my life. And how can I create that joy for myself? my family and the people that I'm serving. And that's mm -hmm. where I feel for me, that's what abundant living means to me. So, and that's it. And, and the other thing you said is leaving no stone unturned and having no regrets, like do the things right. that you're called to do. Don't be, you know, we have to, I always say, and it's just faith over fear. Whenever I get fearful, because we have fears that attack us every moment of every single day, whether it's about our children or our job or the next step we're going to take or our workout, whatever, we're fearful. It's just, I, I repeat in my head and you guys can try this when those little tiny fears come in, maybe they're big fears, just repeat faith over fear. I'm choosing faith over fear and that will break you free from that fear. I promise. Mm -hmm. So you can okay. live this abundant life. But mm -hmm. Gina, I mean, we could talk about this topic for the rest of the next hour. But I do want to talk about, I want to jump over to health and fitness. And just because we're still in the beginning of the new year, people are trying to get healthy again. They're starting over. They need to get remotivated. So coming from you being an expert in this area, I would love you to give us some tips on maybe someone's listening that is just feeling so unmotivated. Where do I start? The mountain is just too big to climb. They are just overwhelmed right now. What would you say to that person? I think a really smart thing to do when you're about to sit down and be like, okay, I want to be successful this time um, to get my, to get my health habits in order. Well, I first sit down and do a self audit to say like, have you tried this multiple times and been unsuccessful? And if so, then get really honest with yourself. Like, why has it been super unsuccessful in the past? And a lot of times, if you've tried something, a, a food plan, a workout plan, whatever, so many times in the past, I actually had this with a client recently that um, she's been training with me for months and um, she you know, was just like, I'm just, I'm, I'm messing up. I'm falling through the cracks. I, I'll get on board and I'm off. And it's, she like, she knows it's totally her, but she's at, like, the starting point is noticing that you're doing these things. You're falling off track. You get distracted. You're not falling through whatever. And before we started training, I knew that her sister had recently died. And so I said, you know, I said, I actually want to know what you've been doing for you, like inside, like, so what things do you love and enjoy that fill your cup that light you up, not fitness related, but like, what's something you've been doing that's been healing for you lately. 
And she thought about it and there was nothing, of course. And I knew that, I knew that answer was coming, that there was nothing. And so I said, you know, fitness starts on the inside. And so if you have realized you're falling through all these cracks, there's something inside that's broken and that needs to be fixed first before anything externally is going to follow. And so we shifted the the workout plan became doing these more self-love healing internal activities. It shifted from not an online, like here's your workout. I mean, she still has those coming to her, but I was like, well, your real task is the checkbox is doing these things. I sent her even a, a self-care bingo chart and she fills it in and she gets to do these chat. Like that's what she's considering success right now. And she's already done so much better with follow through the food plans already falling in place and these different things. Cause she's laughing like, and little things on her list, like they don't have to be go to the salon or what. I mean, she used to love to dance a lot. And it's like, do dance breaks in your day, you know, whatever she works from home, like do dance breaks when you start to feel overwhelmed or, you know, whatever. And so little things, laughter. And so it's interesting how that snowball has built. So I'm like, first of all, let's figure out, do you need to be doing internal fitness first? Or are you ready for the external pieces yet? Cause there's so many layers to fitness. If you mm -hmm. feel like you've got that part good, it's just maybe finding something you like or something that entertains you that keeps you, you know, or maybe it's time, but still doing a self audit tells you, do I not stick to my workouts? Cause they're too long. Maybe I need to make them shorter and just try seeing that if the consistency of doing 20 minute workouts, but but hitting them every week, however many times a week, I think I can consistently do are my results better. And think about that before you kind of create your new plan. Um, so internal first, then you think about external, why you've maybe not stuck to things and figure that out. So you can then try something new, like doing the same thing over and over again, mm -hmm. expecting a different result is, you know, insanity or whoever said that, <laughs> yes. but you know, so you do have to have a plan. And especially if you're busy, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a parent, if you're in school, like that's something I've done all the things like, you know, I've, I've been in shape in the peak busiest time as a student, I've been in shape in peak internal traumatic times, multiple times I've been, you know, in shape and healthy having children, post children, you know, it's possible, but the only way I've managed to do it is to have a plan. And that's not to say that you won't fall, you know, stop, start, you know, you're going to, nobody's perfect, but when you've got a plan to come back to, and you know, you've gone off the bandwagon, you've got something to go back to as a roadmap as map, as opposed to hopping in the car, trying to drive to a destination. You've not even put anything in your navigation system. How would you expect to get there? Um, and so that's key is just creating a plan. And the way you can figure out what plan you want to do is to, to be like, what's not worked so I can try something different. If you then don't know what to try, that's different. Ask around, like actually ask for help. Maybe you need a coach, or if you can't afford a coach, then look online. There's so much free stuff, you know, there you can YouTube lower body exercises, upper body exercise, you know, whatever, and, and find what interests you or join a class. There's gyms that have multiple classes. If you get bored, you know, so if you get bored and you need to switch things up, find a way to solve that problem. You can solve your own problems if you list what the issues are, but most people don't take the time to do that. So you kind of just run around randomly and then they're worn out from that. And so then they don't do their, what they want to yeah. do. And they have, and they have all their excuses that have been, you know, snowballing in their head for all these months. And they, they still use them because those excuses are fresh in their head. And they say the same thing. I'm too busy. I, my job is too stressful. This, this, this. Well, if you keep choosing to make those same excuses, then you're right. You're not going to get anywhere. But I love how you said it's an inside job first, because I think a lot of times if things aren't good on the inside, 
you're not going to start a new fitness program and succeed. I, I will tell you that because I've seen it fail thousands of times over the years I was training women and you got to get the inside right first. So right now, yes, it's the beginning of the year. Maybe you have good intentions. You want to get healthier, but I love that you said, let's look at the inside first. Like where do you need to find more self-love, self-care, take care of yourself. Then you can take that next step and find a workout because you, if you just jump in, you're going to be stressed out. You're not even going to be happy. It might not even be exciting and you're going to quit before mm -hmm. you even get the momentum going. Yeah. And that's not what we want. We want you guys to be healthy and strong and fit, but the, don't let those excuses track you down because- right. yeah. You know, start in, that, start in layers is what I tell people, like yes. having that plan, there's layers. And if you've got those written down, so, you know, like, so after you've gotten your, in, your, you know, your internal health figured out, then maybe start with food next. And, and again, even break down food smaller. It's like, okay, if I write down what you typically have eaten a day, you'll be able to see, okay, so I usually go to McDonald's for lunch, but everywhere else is pretty good. Okay. So then start with the McDonald's, maybe do one less McDonald's that week. And then the next week, maybe do two less, like, you know, to add, go in small little layers and do those consistently. If it takes you a couple weeks to get it down, you know, whatever your little habits are that you can tell you need to change. You know, a lot of people that have come on my podcast have said like, you know, either moving towards your goal or away from it. So everything yes. you come to then food wise, start thinking, is this choice I'm about to make moving me towards the thing or away from the thing? Um, just choose something a little better than what you've done. Does it have to be the most perfect, clean bodybuilding choice, like grilled chicken and, you know, brown rice? No, but you could choose toast over cinnamon rolls, or you could choose to make some, a, a hamburger from home, as opposed to getting one from Hardee's, you know, like you can really start making little baby shifts that are really big shifts in the long term, exactly. and just adding them in really small layers over time, because cumulatively your results will not only come faster because there's not as much stop, start, gain 10 pounds back, mm -hmm. all this stuff, it becomes an actual habit and lifestyle change. And then when you get the results you want, or you're happy with where you look and feel on a cellular level, then you can actually keep it. And you've learned the system and have a, a, a good system in place now for when the new holiday comes up or at the birthday party or whatever, you know how to get back where you want to be in a way that doesn't stress you out and you feel empowered by that. And like yes. you said, it's not about motivation. It's about, it's, it's about discipline. It's about I call it parenting your own mind sometimes where you have the feelings of, I don't want to do it. But like, when you look on paper, you know, all the reasons why you need to do it because it's what's best for you. That's what we tell our kids. Like, you know, don't touch that thing because I know like you just had to do it with your own brain. Sometimes like do the workout. I don't think I've ever spoken to somebody who regretted the workout they did that they did, you know, or the, the better choice that they made or whatever. So you have to kind of parent, just, sometimes you just have to be hard on yourself to say, I'm going to parent my own mind and know, like, you just need to do the thing. And, and, and do it because I like, like that. You said the key phrase right there. You have to be hard on yourself. Nobody else is going to push you to do that workout. No one's going to put the workout clothes at the end of your bed. You have to be hotter on yourself than you have in the past. Mm -hmm. That's how, and not do. in a negative way. Again, think no. of it like, you know, if, if you're, if your child, like, it would say was, if you think about, and again, this is just using an example of a particular right. goal, there's different physical fitness goals, but say like, you've got a child that needs to lose weight because they're going to be pre-diabetic. You're not going to tell your, the child something mean like, Oh, you know, 
you suck because you didn't, you know, get up and do this or whatever. Like, don't talk to yourself that way. You need to talk to yourself like you would talk to the child, like, look, let's go do something fun. Let's go move our bodies outside and let's go, you know, however you need to do it. So being hard on yourself means being disciplined and holding yourself accountable. It doesn't mean uh, beating yourself up and tearing yourself down on an emotional level. Or if you've, if you've made a mess up, you'd treat it again, like someone you love. If they, if they did that, you would be coaching them. Like you got this, let's try it again. Let's get back to the plan. What's one more thing we can change to maybe make you more likely to follow through this time. Can I help you? You know, whatever, that's kind of the emotional approach you can have to your own self and have accountability partners even for so that, that, that you can be disciplined slash hard on yourself, but not in a negative way. Oh, you said something really good because that was one thing that ha- is is a huge factor in if you want to be healthy. If you are looking to get healthier, a number one thing I like is having an accountability partner, whether that's a coach or a friend. And that brings me to also your environment, guys. You have to know who you're hanging around. If you're hanging around all the fried food people that like to go out every night and drink every night or whatever they're doing, that's not getting you to where you want to go. You got to make a decision about that. It's a very hard decision. But if you're trying to get to that next level in your health, maybe it's just five pounds at a time. Don't say I need to lose 50. If you just want to get to that five, 10 pound range, but you're hanging around people, it's going to take you a lot longer. You're going to be starting over again. You need to change your environment. I'm telling you, this is, don't you agree? It is like the number one thing I did. It was almost like I had to start saying no to people instead of, and say yes to myself. I had to, because I I used to feel bad. Oh, they're going out tonight. And, but I was trying to get healthy at that time. I remember like 10 years ago and I'm like, there's always nights to go out. There's always a holiday. There's always a birthday. Listen, this is life. There's always social events. You could be out every night of the week, but if you're trying to get healthy, sometimes you have to say no, set boundaries, see who am I hanging around the most? Are they influencing me in a good way? All that stuff matters. So you have to be aware. I like what you said in the beginning is just being aware of these things, making a list of what's really super important to you. And you will get healthy if you start with one thing at a time. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. And so be, this is just such has been such a great conversation with so many tips and so many things that have come out of this. But I want to know in your own life, personal life, what are you climbing towards next? So yeah, like I said, this, this, uh, this year is really the big push of like, okay, let's break through this next financial glass ceiling kind of thing. But then the, what I feel called this year is the key to doing that, which has been very interesting. It'll be very interesting for a type a person like myself to do, but like, I kind of do like you where instead of writing a ton of necessarily new year's resolutions or whatnot, I have my, my word or my guiding word for the year. And last year it was, it was push. And so that's what, you know, everything was push, but then this year it's, it's more, it's surrender slash release. And what that communicated to me is like, do the action steps, do the next action step. God tells me to do, to do at a time in business and family and whatever it is, take all the actions. But as soon as that action is done, small or little to release and surrender the outcome to him, the, cause I have, I've, 
realize that I've had trouble, like after I've done the action, all I could do with it, somehow I feel this pressure on myself to now I have to somehow make that thing do the impact I feel it should be making and to expand as far as I feel it should be going and, and whatever. And the closest thing I could relate it to is like, when you're speaking, if someone's nervous when speaking, you know, if they believe in God, then you, you can take the pressure off yourself by being like, I'm here to show up to be a vessel to speak and for him to speak through me, but it's him that's making the impact, not me. So it takes all the pressure off you. So it's that same thing with our action steps to say, create these, this financial abundance is I can do the next thing I feel called to do. And that I feel like he's telling me to do, but once I've done that, don't put limits on a limitless God. That's like my next like theme is like release the stress or the control or the desire. I think that somehow anything I'm going to be doing after this is going to even matter. Like, because in reality, sometimes it's the smallest thing we do that God makes do a big thing. And it had, it, it has not your success ultimately has nothing to do with you. Like I personally believe there are people that are predestined to be impacted by me or influenced by me, or that I'm the one that's going to be bringing them to God in any sort of way or changing life. And it's not anything to do with me or that I'm doing it, which is a big pressure off of your shoulders when you actually claim that. And it's a next level faith step to say, okay, I'm going to do the thing, but after I've done the thing, small or little, he is the one who's going to climb me up the ladder. Anyways, it's nothing I'm going to do. So I can take that pressure and that stress and that effort off. And it makes it a lot more fun. Cause then you're like, well, I'm going to go do this thing. I do have to overcome the fear. I have to have faith. But like, after I've done that, I'm curious to see what God does with it. You know? And so that's like a level of control that I didn't realize I wasn't giving up prior, but that is definitely what's been put on my heart to do this year is to, to do whatever level it's small or big, you know, scary or not scary for me, whatever thing. But then after I've done it, all right, Lord. Go stir the people's hearts. I always read that. I've read that so much at the end of last year, all these different verses that he stirs the people's hearts to let the, you know, for the, the Pharaoh to let the people go. He stirs the hearts for these people to do this. So like he stirs people heart, people's hearts when he's ready, he'll stir the partnership. He'll stir the, the, whatever the job, the speaking gig, he'll stir whatever it is. That's your next breakthrough, but you got to let him do it. And, and also know that it has nothing to do with you. All you're called to do is show up and be willing to be used, but he is the one who, prefers to take impossible circumstances and make yes. them a awesome. miracle. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, amen to all that. That's, that is really powerful. And I love your word. I love the surrender part because for me, I have two words. One is proud because I really forget to be proud of even the small things that I'm doing that God even opened doors for me. And I, mm -hmm. I tend to look at what I'm not doing. So I'm focusing on, well, I feel really proud that I, I did that. So mm -hmm. I'm focusing on trying to feel proud of what God's allowed me to do. But also my other word is reliance. And it's almost like you reliance, fully relying on God in my, and what I do is my little system. It's pray, mm -hmm. pause, and then act. So if I pray about something, I'm praying over my life and my next steps and my partnership, whatever it is, I pause enough so I can actually let God talk to me, lead me, open that door. And then when the door does open, I make sure I act, take that step and not with, with no fear, just go. So I love, I'm trying to rely on him more, lean in on him and, just let him lead the way. Cause like you said, it takes the pressure off. It really mm -hmm. truly does. And when you look at it that way, 
everything changes. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like you can go for it in a different way. So, yeah, yeah. and it lets you see solutions that yes. you, you wouldn't have seen, you know, cause exactly. you don't realize you're trying to think a certain solution should be your answer, but the answer could be something else. You know, how many people would never have chosen a shepherd to become King, you know, in the Bible. And so it's like, there's so many little circumstances that are like that, that we inadvertently, when we're stressing out trying to determine an outcome, well, what if that's not the outcome you even want? That could be totally not the person you need to work with. And it's this person you never thought of over here. And if you just leave it alone, after you've done it, then mm-hmm. God will get you there so much faster. He'll bring the people who he wants you to do. He'll bring the opportunities. Just like, leave it alone. You know, sure. yes. it's, That's so true. Just leave it alone. <laughs> let him do his thing. If you're asking him and relying on him to help you, let him do what he's yeah. going to do. It's his outcome, his timing, not ours. Mm-hmm. So that is so, so true. And listen, you guys listening right now, I have to work on that too. I am like, just like you, we're all in it together. It takes patience. It takes a lot of prayers and it takes big, bold faith. So I'm encouraging you to mm-hmm. step into that big, bold faith if you haven't this year. And, but thank you so much. Well, this has been such a blessing. Uh, where can my listeners find you if they want to connect with you? Um, so I'm mostly on Instagram at Gina spelled J-E-A-N-A underscore Oldham, O-L-D-H-A-M. And then I recently, after my Abundance Formula event, I started an Abundance Formula Instagram called Abundance Formula Official. And then the biggest thing, especially in regards to the podcast, so follow the podcast, the Abundance Formula podcast, it's on iTunes, it's on my website, www.oldhamstrong.com. I think it's slash the abundance formula. Um, but then on Facebook, I started as well, a community group called the um, abundance formula community group. And what's cool about that group is not only are you kept up to date on all the newest things, the abundance formula event for next year, I guess it's this year already, um, you know, the next events and workshops or whatever, the next episodes, but this year or end of last year, I started creating now with every episode a workbook or a guide or some kind of tangible PDF that you all can download and implement what you learned in the podcast episode. So yours is actually coming out this week, um, Kelly. And so I've created something that goes along with the things you taught and people can now take that as there's reflection questions and then action steps. So that I think is a fun piece for people to really get to the next level um, from listening to the episodes is now actually go implement the thing each week. And it can be kind of your target steps. And uh, depending on, you know, what episodes you love to listen to or what area of life you feel you need to work on, that's where those are located. Of course, if you join our email list, we can send it to you as well. So um, yeah, those are kind of the main areas. And that's on your, that's all on your website as well. The PDFs right now, I post them in the Abundance Formula Community Facebook group. Okay. Um, if somebody wants to join like our email list, they can do that. I, um, they can email me at info, uh, at oldhamstrong at gmail.com okay. or in my Instagram, when you click my link tree in the bio, then there's a button to, to do that. And there's a button in my link tree as well to go straight to the abundance formula Perfect. community, straight to the podcast. So that's a one-stop link to all the things. And that can be when I send you, that can even be in the show notes. So they can just click that okay. and it takes them to all the options of what we offer training, Perfect. personal development, all those things. Perfect. There's so much, you guys. So get up, take action, do something different, reach out, connect. This is a new year ahead to just expand 
That's what I want to share with you guys. Expand so you can live the abundant life. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Gina. I appreciate your time, this beautiful conversation we had. I wish you the very best in everything you're doing. And I'm so excited for all that you're doing. It's it's You're making an impact and you're leading with your heart. So God bless. Thanks thank guys so for yes, thanks guys for tuning in today to Addicted to the Climb. Please keep on that climb no matter what it is. Don't give up on yourself. God loves you. You're his daughter, you're his son, and you were made for more. Until next time you guys, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.